Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Boy, Ari Spears in the building. Andy Steinberg hanging. Welcome to another wonderful episode of The Nigger and the Kike. Uh, reading emails. Music, please. Yo, what's up? All right, this first one is from Devon McGee. Hey guys, just wanted to thank you for reading my emails on the last podcast. I greatly appreciated it. Like Aries, I'm also a huge Eddie Murphy fan, and to me, it doesn't get any better than Eddie Murphy. With that, I think that a good topic for the podcast should be about Harlem Nights. Three generations of comedy due to the genius of Eddie Murphy and classic. And a classic that we will never see see again. Looking forward to the next podcast as we work our way to 200 episodes. I like that you said our. Like, nigga, you part of the family, nigga. You consider yourself part of the family. We. And that's why I, wanted, I want y'all to think of this. We're including y'all. Y'all are with us on this journey. I know it sounds like a lot of shit, but I'm telling you guys, when the shit blows, all the people who I can remember, all the people that write in fucking Autobot Prime, fucking Sergio Sosa. Leroy Furious, Chevy Amore, all of y'all. We gonna, Leslie. Leslie, we're going to all go on a motherfucking field trip. You know what I mean? I don't know where it's going to be. We might go to the zoo, throw some uh, treats at the monkeys. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Go play, go go to an arcade, go hang out on the beach. We're going to all do something together. We're going to all look like a bunch of escaped convicts uh, wowing out. <laughs> um, Harlem Nights. Um, I I liked what Eddie attempted to do. Um, I know it was critically destroyed by the critics. Was it the best movie in terms of having those three comedically come together and destroy it? There were moments. Um, but when you think Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, you expect 
dream team results from 92. You're beating every team by 40, 50 points. Um, it had moments. I don't know that it lived up to the, to the, to the legendary names. You know, for me, I only saw it once in its entirety. The and whole I think through. that speaks volumes. Um, but I liked everybody that's in that movie. Right. But now that I know what I know about comedy yeah. and personalities. Right. It falls short. Not only does it fall short, but that's a big expectation to take, especially generational comedy. So, right. So now you have Red Fox that was at one time the funniest person on the planet. Yeah. And then he got replaced by the person he's working in a movie with who is replaced by the person he's working in a movie with. <laughs> so th- there is some personality disorder within comics. Right. First of all, and now we're going to make a movie together and those guys are going to try to out and, and it's it, even if they're best of friends, they're still right. going to try to outshine each other. Right. There's no way around that. It makes it difficult it makes it difficult to do a movie when that's when that's what You know, I think the saddest thing and obviously you can't help this. This is just life is when time just doesn't work the way it should. Eddie in his prime, Richard in his prime, Fox in his prime, that's a different movie. Yeah. Three slick young dudes. Because, listen, man, you know, obviously, from an athletic standpoint, the older you get, your body can't do what it used to. Your skills diminish. You you almost don't think that's possible in comedy because you go, well, funny is just being funny. It is, but there's also a different energy when you're young. There's a different train of thought when you're young. So you can be in your prime comedically too, even though it has nothing to do with athleticism. There's just, you know, you, you, you think different when you get older. And just to see those three comic giants in their prime in a movie, that could have been something special, which is why it drives me nuts when I go, where is the movie with Dave Chappelle? Chris Tucker, Chris Rock, Cat Williams, Martin Lawrence, all together, bouncing off each other, trying to outdo each other, scene stealing. Where is that movie when everybody's in their prime? It could be a beautiful thing. Are you going to throw any white guys in there? Just checking. Are you going to put Burr in there? Are you going to put Gary Owen in there? Absolutely. I'm my fault. Um, no, no. I was just checking in no, that. No, 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 that you, no, no. Because... Harlem Nights wasn't that movie. No, it wasn't. But that was also... It's, it was a different... Time, a, yeah. a different genre. So that's all I'm asking. Do, uh, do, you, th- do you think that works? Do you B- think that Bill, works? Bill, you Mar- Bill, Bill Burr? Yes. I, I want to stay away from Gary Owen. In don't this, in don't, this don't name name. Don't no, name I'm, yeah, okay. I'm just saying. Because yeah. like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying... I don't want to... Because when I think Gary, I'm almost thinking the, the white guy who's black. And I don't want to, you know, I, I want you in the movie because your skill level is just. And not and I don't want to do that because that's demeaning from Gary. Because Gary's a funny, funny guy. Very funny guy. Um, but I, I, that's just I, the first I, thought I, that I, comes I understand. To me. I do, as a comic, I understand what you're saying because that's where his, 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 his energy is driven right. from that area. Yes. And Whereas it, Bill is just a white guy who's who he is. Is Bill. Right, and it 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 just is Bill. Right, not not that that takes anything away from, from Gary, Gary at all, not at Gary, all. But, but Gary hasn't had that crossover. Right, um, 
Yeah, man, uh, that that would have been that would have been something special. Are you gonna throw any other? Is there another white guy right now in comedy that you would throw into that pile? If there is, it's gonna come to me later. There's nobody just jumping at me. Like boom, nobody didn't. Yeah, dude, I, I you know. Nah. Let's see, I'm only picking him because he's popular. I was going to say Sebastian Menescalco, but I'm only doing that because well, he's got heat on him. you got Italians. Right. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's just Burr. Just Burr. I'm not disagreeing with you. All right. Um, this one comes from BAMCD 2017. Subject, yo-yo. Keep up the good work. Keep slamming these niggas with the truth. Stay up, my brother. Andy, you that nigga, too. Stay black, bruh. Ha ha. Much love, gentlemen. Thanks, nigga. I give back my black card. It comes with too much responsibility. N- nigga, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, nigga. I don't want to fuck anything up. With great power comes great responsibility. Oh. Hold on to the power, motherfucker. Oh. Uh, this comes from Joshua. J-O-S-U-E. Joshua or Jose? Joshua. Yeah, yeah, Joshua. Joshua, yeah. Joshua Gardia. Uh, yo, what's good, Aries? It's been a while since I wrote to you guys. My truck was totally was totaled recently, so I haven't been listening to mu- to listening as much as I would like. I finally caught up, though. I'm at episode 110. I love the use of the word pedantic. By the way, by the way, every time you used it, I was laughing hard. That same day, I heard you use it. I heard it in a movie, in the movie Liar Liar by Jim Carrey, which I think is some of his best work. Great to be back on track, and I hope to see you guys in Arizona soon again. Oh, by the way, that power show isn't all that damn bad. Whose side you on, Ghost or Tommy? Boy, man, you know I'm riding with Ghost, baby. Uh, I remember you now. I, I put him on to The Sopranos. Oh, okay. And he watched every episode to the very end. I'm glad your shit is back on, baby. Uh... Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm glad you didn't waver. You would have been pedantic, nigga. You, um, do you want a confession? Yes. I've never seen Power. Dude, you got to get on it. You know, I... You got to get on I it. Just, it's the shit. I, because it's, us, it's on regular television, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's on um, Stars. It's on Stars? Stars. Oh, so you can... You can uh, I can binge watch it or watch it whenever yeah. I want to. Yeah. Okay, that's different. I thought oh, it was dude. on regular TV. No, dude, you got to... It's... Sopranos on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 10. This shit is 9.98. It's good, man. Dude, is um who who's the I'm going to forget his I forgot his name right now. Who's the main star? Who was the original star in that movie? Which movie? Uh, in, in Power. Amari Hardwood. Okay. I got I got to watch it. Yeah. Um this is also from Kushler Cole, my man from uh Toronto. DMX growl subject. Great discussion with Tim. In the podcast, y'all spoke about religion, spirituality. I was fascinated with the notion of if God has a plan for everybody, why hasn't anybody ever questioned why God or higher power or even man puts dead folks in a coffin or buries them alive or even in certain cultures burn the body? Who came up with those to do to a body? I think uh, suffering is worse than death. My oldest brother was in a head injury accident in 1998. 
It was a night. It was at night, but he had forgotten to put his seatbelt on. Since then, he has endured and suffered. God or a higher power is definitely not good all the time. Excuse me. I'm sorry. However, he is still alive, but he has suffered through disability because of it. For Aries and Andy, do y'all think and or believe that suffering can be worse than death? Peace and love from your boy, Kulch. Which is worse, suffering or death? Suffering. You don't know when you're dead, as far as I know. Right. And I go I go back to that, that thing where I said, when I woke up, after that, getting that, uh, <laughs> after getting my, uh, uh, now I forgot what they called, the, uh, mm. they shoved the, my, the thing up your butt so you can, the colonoscopy. Right. Got my colonoscopy, they knocked me out. And I remember waking up and going, wow. If, I, if, if that was it, if that was when the show right. ended, I mean, that's it. Right. If the show's over, it's over. There's nothing you can do about it. And it was, it was the most peaceful I ever felt <coughs> for about 10 right. seconds until, like, every thought that happens and things that go on in the world and things I needed to take care of entered my mind. I was at peace. Yeah, so. I would agree with you. Suffering. Yeah. But... But I, I don't want to take suffering off the table because what kind of suffering are we talking about? To, to struggle, when you say suffer, I mean, are you in pain? To struggle, right. I think it's important to make you the, the character, to improve on your character. You have to have struggle. For instance, when you said you were 16 and you hit and you went, that made you one person. Right. The struggle that you've had this time, when you hit again, will make you a different person. The struggle is right. necessary to evolve your character. Right. Now, if we're talking about that kind of struggle, that's different than when you say you're in pain or you're... If you're in great pain and it makes the day unbearable, then suffering. But if we're just talking about struggle as suffering... So sometimes struggle can be good. Yeah, I think then it's... Then it's if you suffer a little bit... I mean, if you if you don't eat for two days, man, you start to appreciate food. You start to appreciate other people's situations right. who might not get to eat. I'm not – I don't think life can be without some suffering and some struggle. You have to have that. Mm. But if you're talking about a life-altering, changing where you are in pain every day, uh, where you have, like you said, a headache. Like it sounds like he had some injuries and that he's suffering daily. Right. I'd rather be dead than in a situation where I couldn't. I would think that I'm saying that now, but I think that if I was in pain, constant pain, where it made the day unbearable, and I was on drugged up so I could get through the day. Evil is good. (laughs) If if it's necessary. Ass is good. So if you get yourself a piece of evil ass, whoa. Um, Yeah, no, I I agree totally. Uh, Max Castillo, subject weed. Hey, Aries, love the show. I'm listening to way more old episodes of you and Andy while smoking. And I was wondering if y'all could speak about weed slash marijuana on an intellectual level and discuss if weed should be legal in all 50 states or not. I personally think it should be. Was wondering what y'all think, though. Have a great day, man. Absolutely, it should be legal. I say it in my stand-up. It's the most harmless device on the planet. Um... Yeah, weed is good, man. It chills you out. It, you know, it, it, it's the most non-violent drug on the planet, man. And when you got a good high, everything is intensified. Um, I wish motherfucking ecstasy wasn't so dangerous. Because ain't <laughs> nothing like some ecstasy when you fucking. 
You know, like I said, I did X for a couple of months straight. And when I pissed, nigga, it felt like I was coming for two days. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, I think you went off, you straight off marijuana. Yeah. I don't even smoke as much as I used to. Um, the only thing that makes marijuana dangerous is the fact that it's illegal. That's what makes it dangerous? Yeah, because people who run drugs, sell drugs, they're oh, the ones that make it. Going. That's the only thing that makes right. it dangerous. You take that off the table. It right. gets a lot less dangerous. I think it should be legal because then you could regulate it differently. It's nice that it's legal in California. I particularly wouldn't want my young kids walking down the street and smell a bunch of dudes outside smoking marijuana. Right. Uh, but if you're in your house, smoke all the weed that you want to smoke. And just like alcohol, you're not supposed to just walk down the street, you know, with a bottle of Jack in your hand just taking sips. That's right. There's, there's an etiquette that should come with this. And I think it should be legal. My son, True, who is uh, who's autistic, uh, high functioning, but has some very serious anxiety issues. We are working out a CBD THC balance for him, and it has helped him um, be a little bit more social, be able to go to college, uh, be able to be a little bit more on his own um, with just this simple plant. So, yes, mm. it should be legal. You know, something you and I should probably think about uh, is maybe opening a, a cannabis spot. If You need a lot of money and approval to open. Do you really? Yeah. You need a lot of money? You have to have money to get into the business, yeah. Really? Because you know who has a successful one? Be Real. Who I think he, he, like he, Dr. Green thought he calls himself. Yeah. And Mike Tyson has one. Doesn't he? he those he guys have no money? Tyson had some money or backing to get it. Right. And I'm surprised Tyson was able to get it because he has record. They want clean. He's famous, Mike Tyson. This I don't care if he. I wasn't. I wasn't disparaging Mike and his record. I was just saying the legalities behind it. Right. But uh, no, I would do a weed. You think that's a, a foolproof business? Like, like niggas because niggas want to smoke. No, like in Portland, they're having problems with it. Really? What in terms of uh, the growers are having problems because it. it, it State by state, how they've done this, certain people are allowed to grow, certain people. Portland opened up grow houses to anybody who wanted to grow. Not, I shouldn't say anybody. I don't know actually the specifics, so I'm not going to be more general about this. They have a lot of people growing, and so they have too much weed in Portland. Or really? To Oregon, yeah. And so that's pushed the prices of it way down. And then distribution, you're not supposed to dis- – the, the distribution isn't supposed to go outside your state. So there's all this there's, – there's too much weed. Wow. So it's not foolproof. The government will – needs to – if the government's going to legalize it, uh, it would be nice if it had – if it was just done all over the country. Because, you know, I, had, I know of a guy who was moving and had uh, like the THC oils and he was driving – and he got pulled over for something, just like something minor, speedy, right. like broken tail, whatever it was. And they found the THC in his car. And he was just going from one legal city that he was leaving from. He was on the East Coast where it's legal. At, right. I don't know what city it was, to California where it's legal. Right. He wasn't trying to use it. He wasn't selling it. He wasn't do- and he got in trouble, in a lot of trouble in, in, uh, in Texas. In Texas, um, Got in a lot of trouble, so mm. it's, it's they need to figure it out. But yes, it should be legal. There's no reason. That I, I I wish someone could tell me the reason it shouldn't be legal. It, that it should be legal. I I have never heard anybody give me a good reason why it should shouldn't be mm. legal. Um, this is from CC. Um, 
Hey, Aries and Andy, I had no idea you guys had this podcast. And being a super fan of you, Aries, I binged for for months on all on all one hundred and one on all one hundred and eleven episodes. I know you don't remember Aries, but I met you in person when you came down to Columbus, Ohio, for a radio interview at Boom One Hundred Six Three years ago. I was just a bore. I was just a bored opt then and wanted to ask you for a photo, but I was pulled away to do some work and missed before you left. Recently, I had posted a video clip of you on Drink Champs, hilarious episode on my Instagram, which is at CC on air. And you DM'd me thanking me for the love and to listen to your podcast. Now that I've caught up, I will say I do enjoy both y'all's chemistry and you guys have come a long way since the beginning. Keep up the great work, though. Now, I know, Andy, you get beat up a lot for your political and racial views. So I'm going to try not to castrate you by expressing my concerns with you. Episode 87, you made me so mad, Andy, that I broke the horn on my car yeah. <laughs> after punching it <laughs> with so much force from frustration. If you ever tried to tell a room full of black people that we share the same blood as white folks, you would get run out of the room and I would lead the charge. Oh, Nelly. As far as Minister Farrakhan, you are being biased. You don't like what he says about Jews, so you will fight and try to diminish any good that the man has done. As noted by Aries, the Million Man March, you try to dumb it down by saying that was then, this is now. That march, if it only charged a tenth, if it only changed a tenth of the men to be better men for themselves and their community, that impact doubles through their children and their children's children. How dare you, Mr. Steinberg? You said it just like Farrakhan right there. How dare you, Mr. Steinberg? I will not allow you to do that. You do not have the right. Do I believe that all white people and Jews are devils? No. But I, it has been documented that white Jews have been racist towards black Jews for decades. White Jews in Israel have been murdering and bombing the Palestinians for decades. I even provided you a link for you to do some homework. Click here, which she did. Also, you defend Trump on this so-called good he is doing, despite you knowing he's a piece of shit. But you didn't keep that same energy for Farrakhan. Oof. I will repeat what Aries said about you. You're being cute. Also, let's make this clear. Pilgrims and white settlers played a part into wiping out the Native Americans. You say that the Calvary wiped out the Native Americans. That's not 100% true. Pilgrims and white settlers brought over smallpox. <coughs> Excuse me. And other diseases. They also brought over their families and guns to take out the Native Americans. Their bow and arrows were no match for their guns and chemical warfare. Let's stop being cute, Andy. You mustn't be cute, Mr. Steinberg. <laughs> this was way before the Calvary was created during the first settlements, colonies, and later states. I know this is getting long, and despite how much I may disagree, I do enjoy the dialogue because like you both have said, it needs to happen. I would love for you two to come by the radio station again. If you ever come back to Columbus, I am the night jock on Power 107.5, 106.3 with Dr. Martin King, and we would love an interview with you. Again, love you guys. I enjoyed the Rocky episodes. I love your podcast. Mr. Steinberg, I did not even know until I tried I could do Farrakhan. <laughs> the peaceful voice 
but at the same time, the smooth delivery, you juke-kike motherfucker. The floor is yours, baby. Uh, okay, well, first of all, you start off with Farrakhan. I gave him 100% credit on the idea that he could bring a, a peaceful million-man march to Washington, D.C. I said that from the very first time we talked about Farrakhan. I've told you I've spoken with Farrakhan and that he was very moving as a speaker as and face-to-face. I had admiration for Farrakhan. So you need if you listen to all the episodes, I don't know how you missed that part and just focused on the part where I don't like what he I feel that he can and he does take advantage of the Jewish Muslim relationship in Israel and puts that out to uh, this con- to blacks in this country as the the Jews are completely distrustful. I understand what you said about the white Jews. Um, I'm working on something right now that falls into this, and we do not have time for this. Uh, I talked to Aries about. You got a plan? This. Uh, I got I got a whole thing on uh, on I- Israel, the people of Israel, uh, these the white the white Jews that you're talking about. It, it is it, it is different, and it is the white Jews in that are running Israel that cause problem that. <laughs> Let me rephrase that before I get in trouble with everybody. I won't just have black people on my case. Now I'm going to have all the Jews on, up my ass too. Uh, there is there 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 is a difference though between uh, Zionists and Jews also. So I want to make that completely clear. The people who believe in this Jewish homeland and uh, and that specific area of the world. So we'll get into this a little bit more. Farrakhan has done some some side shady shit as all politicians have done. And he is a politician. He may be spiritual, but he's doing some political work as well. Yeah, yeah. Aries is drinking something right now, and he wanted to say something. I got him at the greatest point. Yeah, listen, um, I, 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 don't, I don't put slickism past nobody. Uh, I do think Farrakhan is a, is a um, necessity and a, a a prize to the black community, but I don't put slickness past nobody. I I think everybody's a little slick in some way or another. Uh, does that mean to the point where he is uh, doing harm to his own people, cutting his own people's throats for the benefit of himself? No. Uh, but you know, I don't know everything. Um, but I do think, and I will say this: I think the world. I think, especially for Black America. I think the world is better off to have Farrakhan in it than not have a Farrakhan in it. Absolutely. Okay. And I think that's what I was trying to say as I was struggling. Well, and so that being said, I, I, I think that kind of makes the point you were trying to make about what I'm saying not really <clears throat> relevant because that is how I feel. But I do have issues, and we we should have some issues. That's what part of the discussions about that you said. Uh the blood in your hands part, we're, I have some more that's going to come out with this uh, as well. And this is not, I think you guys are taking it, when I say you guys, I meant black people. No, I, when I say to you guys, the people that are angry with me that have ridden in, I, I think you're taking it in a way that I'm not meaning it. But as an American, as we just said, we're all Americans, I think we all share some responsibility for what has became before us. I, I could be completely wrong. I'm. I'm not going to say that I'm not. You. This. The. The people and the I have spoken with have not had been able to make me waver on that idea, because uh, my Mexican heritage came up from Mexico, so I shouldn't have any of it. 
And if my Jewish part came from uh, outside of America, I shouldn't have anything on it. But I do. I accept that I, I benefit and I reap rewards from this country. So therefore, I do. So you own it up to your white privilege. I've always owned up to my white oh, privilege. I fucking love it. I take this privilege everywhere I go. God damn it. See? Um, all right. You done with CC? Well, 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 I oh, I'm not taking responsibilities for his fucking horn though. That's on him. <laughs> I think it was a her. A her? Yeah, it's just her. Cece. Cece beat her. It's a her, and she beat her own horn. Cece, <laughs> <laughs> we like, we love you, baby. And yes, when we come to Columbus, we will definitely do your show. Oh God, this fucking shit. From PG, new listener. Hey, I sent the previous email about your episode 109. I failed to mention how I found your show. I started listening after your appearance on the Drink Champs. Love you, PC. Short and sweet. I like that. Uh, it's all about PP. Okay? I think this might be the same dude. I am listening to episode 109 and would like to say I can't believe Steinberg seems to know more about black history than you. Nigga, what? The reason why I say this is because he brought up the 100 years after slavery point during the topic about poverty. Blacks actually built up very quickly after slavery. They had their own banks, schools, stores, Black Wall Street, etc. Until the poor white people destroyed it with the help of the U.S. government. Middle strikes in parentheses. There are numerous situations where blacks were doing well and it gets shut down. CIA putting coke in the neighborhoods, the water being polluted with lead and many more. Lastly, I would like to say there are, poor, many, there are more poor white people in America more on public assistance, but the media focuses on black poverty. Trump won because of this and will win again because of it. I, I think that that is something uh, that I appreciate someone saying is that he'll win again because of it. And people need to figure out if they want to be Trump, they're going to have to just stop being mad at Trump. Remember that part you said earlier about you believe that most Americans are stupid? Yeah. There you go. He won because of stupidity. He won because... All his followers are idiots. He won because he sold something better than the other side had. That's why he won. Which was white. It wasn't just he white. He sold being white. It wasn't just white. You know what the saddest part to me about Trump being president? What? In America, anybody... Sell us us again. Yeah, we'll buy it. Anybody is supposed to be able to become president. I know that you're going to say, well, uh, that's not exactly true. Well, no, anybody is supposed to be. Supposed to be. Just got a nigga. Okay. So this all being said, anybody is supposed to be able to become a, a president, that you don't have to be a politician. You didn't have to go. And this is the dude that breaks through. The non-politician sells it as, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go shake up. Uh, Washington, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then on the way, let me frighten you with this nigga who's not from here, who's a terrorist. Okay. Let me frighten you with all the brown people who come over here as rapists and killers. Let me sell you with all the other brown people we got to ban because they're terrorists and they're coming over here as Muslims to kill you. Okay. But let me not sell you on the white terrorists that are homegrown, that are more dangerous than any outside terrorists of any brown shade whatsoever. Okay, you can say all that. This is the most part that's. Are you saying that like you're dismissing it? No, you you could say all that. No, I'm saying you could say all that because that's what he said. Okay, and that's what they bought. But this guy 
because of who, how he did get in there, and because he was selling the idea that he was not an insider and he was outside of Washington. Right. That means after him, do you know that we'll never have a president that came from the outside of politics? We're never going to have someone that comes in from outside of Washington and can make changes without going through this whole process of becoming jaded and part of the system ever again. Because this is what we got when we went outside the normal vetting process. We got this dude. That's sad to me because there are people out there that are talented that could maybe come in. What's the normal vetting process? You become, uh, you're a politician, you you run whatever, you're a city councilman, whatever, then you go into regular politics, the bigger, the Senate, the Congress, Uh, you can become a mayor, but you're somewhat political, and then you work your way in, and you become... Right, and as you go through the process, keyword being processed, it's a process that shouldn't be tainted, Russians, Ukraine, phone calls shouldn't be made in the process asking to do illegal shit well that's all fine but that's a different conversation that i'm having but no no, i know but it's it's you can't say the process as though these are the rules and if you apply and if you abide by the rules then all things happen fairly None of this has been fair. No, none of it's none fair. of this has been played. By but that's the rules. why we wanted somebody from the outside. But this is what we got from the outside. So my problem with Trump is that we're never going to get somebody from the outside, and we're going to end up with these people that you just said break the rules, don't do the process correctly, that cheat the system. Now what do we have? We got this bad the system that we know isn't working right, and we brought some. Some people actually believe that he might change some things. We we, we covered this, idiots. Okay, but. Now who now no one's ever going to go outside this process. Right. So we're stuck. Right. Because of the, this is what we got when we went outside. All the people that could have maybe made a change, this is the one that we picked. And you're right, they wanted the show. They wanted the showman. They wanted the they wanted the snake oil salesman. I'm going to get rid of all the niggas. And I'm going to. I'm now selling Stewie. <laughs> I trump do, do, Stewie. Do, do, do Stewie is the- <laughs> I'm going to get rid of all the niggas and put white people in. I'm going to take care of white America. <laughs> We're going to make it great again. Yes, we are. I'm, I'm starting to do Trump, but I've so quickly veered into Stewie. I don't like him. Kill him. All right. Um, I hear you. Uh, it's from Matt. Uh, love the rant on white people slash black people and Obama on episode 110. I'm new to the podcast, and I think it's fantastic. I wish you and Andy the best with the podcast and hope it becomes highly successful. It's the kind of voice that America needs. I almost spit my breakfast all over my computer when you called Trump President Biff. Keep up the great work. Matt, white guy, but not a mayonnaise person from Arizona. Appreciate you, Matt. Love you, baby. Okay, Matt, I just want to say this uh, from my whiteness to your whiteness. If you're not a mayonnaise person, don't say it. Just don't be it. Just he's owning up to his shit. But he doesn't have to say I'm not. Why? Because when you say you're not, then you probably are. <laughs> I, I, I want to read this one. Um, uh, shit. This was from uh, Rashad Simmons. He was the guy that really actually stoked me into going on that rant. Uh, remember that about <laughs> yeah. Obama? Yeah. Um, and then here's the thing I like though, and it wasn't about ass kissing. Um, once he heard the way I broke it down, he hit me in an email and said, yo dog, basically y'all was wrong. I, I didn't look at it like that. You know, uh, they protect Trump at all costs. We should protect 
him at all costs. Yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah, from Rashad Simmons. Um, and he gave me the emojis. Three 100 numbers, like 100%. And then three black power fists. Damn, my nigga, I'll make this short. You right, I was wrong. As a people, Obama should be protected and held in high regards. Boston, high regards. Uh, white people protect Trump against all odds. I never thought about it like that. I fucked up on some real shit. I can point to Obama and tell my son anything is possible. There we go, brother. I'm not trying to fight you, brother. I'm just trying to get you to understand. CMB, we all we got. You know what that's from? Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you what it is. All right. I can't even remember his name. Andy, That's how bad Andy, this is. Andy. Andy. I, I hope you guys understand that I have a short-term memory problem. New Jack City, nigga. Yeah. Cash money brothers. brothers. I, it was coming. We all we got. It was coming. If I was you, I would start looking for the pimples on the booty. Um, yeah, man, black people, I, I, I'm not going to get into this because we already got into it. And, and again, if you want to hear the episode, I think it's 110. Uh, I, 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 I ride and die with Trump. To the motherfucking end, uh, especially because of Did I ride and die with Trump. Oh shit! Thank you, nigga. I'm black. Oh, fuck, um, dude. I almost shit my pants. Jesus, <laughs> I ride. I ride and die with Obama, nigga. Um, because of Trump, and I got Trump's name first. I ride. I ride and die with Obama because of Trump. Even before Trump, I understood the power of Obama's presidency and the legacy and all that good shit. And uh, Trump didn't do anything but solidify it. Um, I, please, I, I'm, I implore y'all, implore you, 110, go back and listen to the episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. They stick together. Let's stick together. I'm not going to get deep into it because I already got See, into it. See, I think it. that's wrong. Well, well, I know you do because that's your whiteness. No, 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 no. I don't no, think, that's your whiteness. No, I, I, think that, I think that Trump's done enough that you don't have to make it I'm going to ride with Obama because of this guy. No, I'm riding with them because they ride with theirs. I'm riding with mine. If they won't denounce theirs, I'm not denouncing mine. And really, there's no reason to denounce mine because mine ain't been wrong and ain't done the shit that no, theirs has. But but I, I'll, I'll say it differently, but almost saying the same thing that you're saying, but I think it's different. I, every time I go to say any of this stuff, I, I really worry about how it's going to come out. Well, don't, uh, don't. Just say it. I'm here for you for that. There have not been enough black presidents for you not to back this black president 100%. No. As, that's, a, as a black th- president. That's true that there hasn't been enough black presidents. But if he was a horrendous president, I'm not standing right. by horrendous no, no, if it's horrendous. Right, right. I understand that. that that's what but I mean. he hasn't been that. He wasn't horrendous. He was, uh, he was, again, I told you he's not my favorite president. But I'd back And again, this, like I told you, he don't have to he be. He doesn't have to be. And I'd back this dude over. And I said, whoever is president after him is going to look not good. Because if nothing else, he was president. If nothing else, take well, everything well, but, away, but, he but was don't, presidential. But don't, but don't do that. No, no, no. Because wait, 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 it, just, it robs Obama a little bit. No, no, I don't the want The president to after him has been Trump. So he don't look good because Trump just ain't good. No, no. If, now, if you were to put the right kind of white guy in there, you might be able to go... He still don't look good because he followed Obama. And that's what I'm trying to say, though. I don't oh. care who it was after him. It could have been the But you got to care. No, no. What I'm trying to say is that no matter who the president, who, who was next after Obama, Obama was so presidential, so smooth, spoke well for the whole world, not just America, spoke well to the world, that whoever came up, no matter what the best alternative was for the next president. Okay, there you go. 
whoever the best alt. You got to put them words okay. in there because you make it sound like, in a sense, you know, somehow Trump. It's almost like you, you're not you, you, you're diminishing something here by going. Well, you know, following Obama is such a hard thing to do. Trump was doomed anyway. No, no, Trump's no, no, been no. fucked up because he's fucked no, up. No, no, that's this is this is a battered battered uh, president syndrome that we have right now. That we okay. we would think that way. I don't think that everybody. I don't think that there was someone in the political vein that was going to come up and be that kind of president, right? And be presidential and and be able to look like a president to the world. Right. And and he did that. So this guy though, he's done enough on his own that I can discount him without even touching the Obama legacy. But okay. when I'm saying for black America, there has not been but the one black president. And he didn't fuck anything up. He did not well, the reason I say it that way is you said that if he wasn't good that you wouldn't you wouldn't still have the same standpoint. Right. But you have a president that was a solid, a solid black president in this country. Black people should stand on those shoulders and go to the next step to another black president. I'm going to steal Chris Rock's quote. True equality in America is when we can have a black president just as bad as Bush. Yeah. That's true equality. But I don't want another president that's I'm just not as saying, bad as Bush. I'm not saying we do. Yeah. It's the sentiment. Which Bush, though? You know, the, the, the dumb one. The W. Hey, America. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, with true equality, because, again, if we had a nigga that, like him, we'd catch flack for that. But true equality is we can have a nigga like Bush, and he don't catch no flack. Okay. that That's fair enough, and I, I like the way that's Or maybe it. he catches flack, but not because he's black. But what I'm saying is, to your quote to, to, to him when you, when you went on the rant is, mm. there isn't enough black presidents for us to turn our back on this president, on, on what we had that was a quality president. Let me ask you this. How many black presidents do you think would be enough that we could? How many? How many? He was he was 44. I'm just saying don't count him as 44. No, no, but he was no, but he was 44, right? He was 44. So there's 45. presidents. Mm -hmm. So you need 25 more. Okay. 25 would take 25 more niggas before we can turn our back on the 26 niggas. Yeah, then everything's equal. And you can say this one. This one sucks. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you should be. Everybody should be held accountable for who they are. Yeah. I mean, if the second, if, if there was another black president elected this next time and he wasn't good, we should say that he isn't good. Held accountable once we start to even things out a bit. It, we're, we're so behind in the race that that's just not fair. But I like what you how you said it. Okay, hold him accountable. I don't like him as my. I don't think he's the best president, but he's is at least as good as. Right. And and that number should be like you just said. Bush, he doesn't have to catch flack for being Bush. Right. Okay, so that that's fair. All right. And I and I think that's fair. And I and I liked your rant. I thought it was uh it was uh It, it was, was necessary. It was necessary. Um Alexander Lupa. I'm feeling the podcast. I heard you shout out North Brunswick. That's where I grew up. If you guys ever looking for a producer, holler at me. I have experience in radio and podcasting. Don't get strung out on those Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Dude, I'm still waiting for them to come back. Do you think maybe that's why they took them off the market? Because people were going to be strung out on them? Nah, ain't nobody strung out. <laughs> ain't nobody against making money. No, no, but the people. They would have just had too many people buying chicken Man, sandwiches. listen, they would love that. I'm wondering why it's taking so goddamn long. Here's why I'm really wondering is, what kind of chickens are they using that it takes this long to, take, to bring chicken back? Good question. This is some phenomenal, magical chicken that they have to be bringing in. 
Good question. To make that chicken flavor that I want, I want, you want it. Right. Do they feed them some magical product to make us? I'm wondering if these are addictive chemicals that are going into these, uh, right. these Popeye chicken sandwiches. Right. There's people pissed off. They have notes on all the doors. It's part of their advertisement. You haven't seen not one place that said, you know. No, it says coming back soon. God damn. Uh, Max Castillo, I think I've had him on. We've had him on before or read his before. Hey, Aries, uh, I talked to you last week about 2K on Instagram. Holy shit, man. You're one of my favorite comedians of all time. Love the podcast. Say hi to Andy for me. Much love. Have a great day. Hello, Max. Uh, Max, I really don't remember about the 2K thing. I go through that shit so many, so many times with so many people. Uh, but uh, yeah, hit me up, dog. You know what it is. Um, this is from Leroy Furious, and I think I asked him one time if he was still alive because we hadn't heard from him in, in a long time. You know what? Though, uh, just before you go into his, yeah. you know how that one person was at the last episode that we said about looking for Leroy Furious or whatever. Yeah, I think we should start measuring things in Leroy Furious. Like five Leroy Furious is good versus zero Leroy Furious. So like if we eat something and it was good, how many Leroy Furious? Oh, right, right. Give it the dick measurement. Yeah, that's a four yeah. Leroy Furious. How many how many uh dick inches do we give this on a Leroy Furious, Furious. scale? <laughs> so it's ten. Let's give this is let's ten give... inches of Leroy Furious. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> if tacos was just two inches of Leroy, Leroy Furious. Furious. I love it. Yeah. Uh he goes, uh yes I'm still alive. I have an Instagram at Leroy Furious. I look like a regular 26-year-old. I do stand-up comedy in D.C. I listen to every episode of the podcast. I just don't email because I'd rather listen and learn than speak often. My dick is only good enough to be on bangbrothers.com, not blackraw.com. Well, all right. All right. We're going to be in uh, D.C., though, in is December. December, the first and he week. he sent the picture. Want to see Leroy Furious? Of his dick? No, nigga. <laughs> Him. No, when you said that, though. Oh, oh, uh, right. Oh, imagine. I can imagine. Dude, average size looking brother, right? Yeah, he doesn't look furious. Yeah, but you know, I, I read the funniest quote sometimes uh, on back on Twitter. Black girl said, uh, niggas that are super skinny with dreads have the biggest dicks. Well, if you want all those porno movies, all the skinny, lanky dudes all have, have enormous cocks. You know why? That's because that's why they're skinny. Because all the all like, that shit. Went, yeah, all the vitamins and everything to grow I have went got to the to dick. Get to Ethiopian. <laughs> I'm about to go on an Ethiopian diet, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's that's probably why Ethiopians didn't move to where there's more food, right? Because their dicks were weighing them down. They couldn't. They couldn't travel. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Too much. Armando Perez. Hey, Aries. Thanks so much for the shout-out recently on the pod. Lit- on the pod. Literally almost made me fall out of my delivery truck. LOL. Truly means a lot. And again, I'd like to apologize for not being able to make it to the show in Ontario due to my job making me work a lot oh, or overtime. I'm sure it might have uh, put you at a disadvantage for putting tickets aside for me. And for that, I'm truly sorry. I will be at the Brea show and will buy the tickets. And I'm hoping to grab that Utah shirt. Again, sorry for not being able to go to the show. And that shout out made my day. Thanks, Aries. You are seriously the best. Armando Perez. All good, baby. You know, we got love for you, boy. Just get your ass over here. 
Uh, Osiris Ruff. Osiris. I like that name, too. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. You remember yeah, him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yo, checked out the podcast. I am highly disappointed in the list of white women niggas think are attractive. Here is the proper list of white hoes that I and most black men would give the business. The classics. Yasmeen Bleeth. Are you shouting these out and we're going to comment them or we're going to go afterwards? No, we can comment. Yasmeen Bleeth. The business, nigga? I named uh, Scarlett Johansson. I named Sandra Bullock. Yeah, what's hot about Yasmeen Bleeth, nigga? Your name doesn't even sound... Bleeth. Bleeth. Like, that's the booty. This is Bleeth. Bleeth. <laughs> he, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. Oh. The, the no, black, no. That's a black comedian. No, with no, no. Gina Gershon. She was sexy. She had a sexy face. Who's and like, Gina Gershon? She, remember the movie Cocktail with... Uh, with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. The girl that, um, that broke him and his friendship up. Oh, nigga. The brunette. Yeah. Yes, nigga. Sexy. She get, you know who I was thinking about? The female comic from London, the black chick. Oh, no. I, I you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Um, and he, she's not white, Selma Hayek. Oh, he put, I know she ain't white, but them titties, though. That's just like a man. <laughs> I know she ain't white, but them titties, though. That's like a nigga. I know she ain't white, but them titties, though. Um, yeah, Selma's the busy. You know what Selma Hayek? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. You know what she looked her absolute stunning? The movie from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. She was she had that snake But she was around. young. I know. She had that snake around her neck. Nigga, when she does the dance, and at one point she puts her leg out and lets the tequila flow down her leg off her toes, and the dude has his mouth right where the toe is, so that the tequila Roll off her foot and in his mouth. Nigga, I, w- I would do that. And if she accidentally diarrhea shat, give me tequila and diarrhea water, nigga. <laughs> oh, God, that is her body. But you know, you know how I believe it's her. I'm pretty sure it's her. She's the one. She's from where's she originally from? Do you know? Who? Salma? Yeah. She Mexican? Yeah, but is she from Spain or is she from Mexico? I think it's her. I don't remember what the story that I heard is she came to America with no contacts wanting to be a star. Right. No contacts. Right. Went to Hollywood and became a star. In months. Listen, man, some people are that goddamn beautiful. It happens. Because and nothing against her act, I'm not going to tell you even talk about her acting. That scene, that that movie from Dust Till Dawn, right? She didn't get that because of her acting, right? So I got a long road to go if it's just about looks. Marissa Tomei, she don't got much of a body, but I'd fuck her off the off the strength. She won an Oscar for my cousin Vinny. <laughs> so yeah. you fucking that bitch for, for her not, jewelry, for, yeah, for an Oscar. This is a nigga that'll rob his hoes and bounce. <laughs> He just want. I was gonna say something so mean to this dude. You just, let it go. You just you just want to fuck her and get an Oscar winning performance from her about what she's you're doing to her. There you go. You just want to feel good about there yourself. You go. There you go. And the nominees are Leroy Furious, um, Stacy Dash. That bitch ain't black. Well, we know that. 
The moment she started talking shit about Obama, but I'd still fuck her though. Yeah, she could get the business. Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's such a beautiful cutie, 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 cutie face. But that's it. Back then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, yes. It's such a cutie. She was the typical but she had. See, you don't think those are big boobs that she has. No, nigga, they're not. For her frame, they're big. Okay. In perspective, Julia Stiles. That's the bitch who we was talking about. Yeah, that's the one you like. There was in uh, those uh, born identity. The it was in the movie with Sean Patrick Thomas. Yeah, the dance movie. Yeah, she got that resting bitch face. That's sexy. Here's one he names where I just don't even get how you could say this. Christina Ritchie. No, did you not see her in Black Snake Mall? She looks like a the uh, the real live version of Betty Boop. You wouldn't fuck Betty Boop? Hell no, that big ass <laughs> retarded melon. <laughs> Um, he goes, Sarah Jessica Parker, just playing. That bitch looks like a witch. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Elizabeth Hurley. Nah. Elizabeth Hurley from the, she was also in the movie. Gina Gershaw was with her in, uh, in that, uh, wait, wait, no, Elizabeth Hurley. I'm, I got the wrong one. Grant's chick. Chick, yeah. I follow her on Facebook still. Not on Facebook, on uh, Instagram. Right. She, she looks good. Yeah. At this age. Yeah. Dude, I got to pull her up for you. Tracy Lords. Who's that? She was a porn star. Oh, well, then definitely. Lena Fiorentino. It's something about a bitch with a husky voice. I hear you, bro. I'm not sure I know who Lena Fiorentino is. I, I know. Is, it, is that the one that was... Is she the one that was from uh, Men in Black? Men in Black? Yeah. Which one? The the, the chick. The uh, the early one. She put, she's at the she was at the medical office. She worked at the. Oh. I, I think um, that's who it is. I think that's who it is. But yeah, Kathleen Turner, dude. Especially in in uh, he didn't name her, but I'm just speaking to a husky voice. Yeah, Kathleen Turner, in War of the Roses. Yeah, but she doesn't look like that now. I know, but in her younger days, man, yeah. that voice. Oh my God, Mia Sarah. God, I know who. I I can't put the face to it. Carla. Gugino. Dude, he's reaching now. I don't know what it is. Oh, fuck that is. Shannon Elizabeth. Nice face. Ass as flat as a flat screen. Who's Shannon Elizabeth? She was in Showgirls. Where she played. She was Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. That's the one that's Gina Gershon's in that, too. In in, in that Showgirls? Showgirls. Okay, yeah. Saved by the Bell. But you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mary Louise Parker. Who is that? The name's familiar. I, I know. I can't put the face to it. Annabella Shiara. Let me tell you something, dog. In Jungle Fever, yeah. She could have got the business. <laughs> she could have got the business. Dude, this, is how, this is how I know that you really appreciate that one because of the way that you stopped, the way that you look. Right. Your, your whole. You, oh, and she was also in uh, The Sopranos. She was Tony's crazy girlfriend. She ended up killing herself. Oh, yeah. She threw the beef, the side of beef at his head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was so See, a little bit of that. And see, my ex-wife was kind of. Crazy is sexy. It is, dude. But crazy it's is. crazy. And yeah. Yeah. Last but not least. So we just talked about this. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Prime Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis was a problem. The Avengers of fine-ass white women. Ashley Graham, Iron Man. Ashley Graham. I don't know. Christina Hedricks, the Hulk. She, if it's the one that I, the Hulk. 
Hey, there was only two Hulks, Edward Norton and uh, the well, very first one by by Ang Lee. Well, isn't the the girl that he goes back to? I know he ain't talking about the one with Ed Norton because the one with Ed Norton was uh, the Aerosmith dude's daughter, who was in Armageddon. Right. Um, so he's talking about the uh, the the one with Ang Lee, the horrible one, the first one. I don't know. Alexandra Daddario, Spider-Man. Nigga, where are you getting these white women from? Jessica Alba, the whole Guardians of the Galaxy. She white she women. I know, but was she in Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't remember. Jessica Alba? I know who Jessica Alba is. Yeah, no, I didn't think she was in Yeah, Jessica Alba's cool. Kate Daninas, Doctor Strange. Cat, Cat Daninas. I don't know who that is. Yeah, god damn, bro, you 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 got a deep love for. He's really investigating the, white women. Yeah, man, this nigga love him some miracle whip hoes. <laughs> um, well, that's it from him. Who you still looking up? I'm I'm going to show you Elizabeth Hurley right now in her fifties. In her fifties. Oh, this is her. Oh wow, that's fifty now. Uh huh. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Ass flat as fuck, but the face is on point. I she yeah. looks good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I got time to read one more. Okay, from Anthony Johnson. Shout out to the podcast. Yo, Aries, the pod the podcast. Fuck it is dope. I enjoy everything about it. You guys keep it real. I was looking for a new podcast to listen to after I saw you guys on Drink Champs. I had to check y'all out. I like how you guys say what's real and don't sugarcoat shit. Big ups to you guys. Keep the episodes rolling. By the way, in the Popeyes episode, y'all talked about Denzel's Oscar win for training day. Do you think he deserved it over Will Smith's Ali? Ali is that movie. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Let me tell you something, man. And this was my stance once again on Will Smith. I get it. And I'm not saying Will Smith can't act because he's a good actor. And when he does, you know, the boy can make himself cry. Like we said earlier in another email episode, we talked about our favorite shows and do mention Fresh Prince. That episode when he cries when his father, a.k.a. Ben Vereen, don't want him. Will is a good actor. He is no Denzel. Um... Sorry. Listen, man, there's a difference between being a great actor and being a movie star. Two different things. Some guys are great actors. Some guys are movie stars. Some guys are both. Denzel's a great actor and a movie star. Keanu Reeves is not a good actor. He's a movie star. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis is not a movie star. He's a great actor. Um, Will is charming, he's funny, he's good looking, he's sexy, <clears throat> he has a great body, when he's ripped, he's a tall, lean, good looking, sexy, leading, charismatic, funny man. He fits all, he fills all the boxes for a lead role. Um... He's been in blockbusters, especially in the 90s. I remember when we was watching the, um, the CNN specials about the 90s. They said Will was so popular 
that movie studios had to plan around Will. Like if Will had a movie coming out, the other studios blocked out Will Smith weekend because every movie he came out with made so much money and blew everybody else out of the water. The studios wouldn't come out with their big blockbuster to go up against him because they would lose terribly. Movie star. Um, when you when you look at Ali, first of all, let me go to Denzel. Everything Denzel does, he becomes that character. You buy it. A drunk airplane pilot that flew a plane upside down, you bought him as an alcoholic. A crooked cop that was fucked up and dirty, you bought him as Alonzo, the crooked cop. Civil rights activist, by any means necessary, he was Malcolm X. He was Stephen Biko, Bilko, Biko, however you say it. Submarine, whatever his rank was in Crimson Tide, you bought that. Whatever Denzel does, you buy it. A loving father who had to take the hospital hostage because his son was dying and he sat beside his son just before he was going to off himself and he told his son about being a man and the tears ran out of his eyes and driblets was hanging off the bridge of his nose, you bought it. You never doubted Denzel ever. Now let's talk about Ali. There were times in Muhammad Ali, if you watch that movie honestly, and if you are a boxing slash Muhammad Ali aficionado, as I am, I've seen every interview. I've seen every documentary. There are times when Will Smith sounds like Ali, and there are times where the impression fades. He looked the part. He had the body. But he didn't. You my poser, man. You my poser. What am I supposed to do when you oppress me, man? Howard Cosell. I'm the champ, you know. He was felt like he was doing an impression. I didn't buy he was him. I bought Denzel was Malcolm X. If you listen to the way Ali talks, he talks in a rhythm, a cadence and a draw. Now, I can't do a young Ali. I could do an old Ali, but the cadence is still there. I fought son of the greatest fighters of all time. I fought son of Lister. I fought Joe Frazier. Look at my face. I got him. I got no marks on my face. I'm still pretty. I'm still the champ. I've been knocked down, but I've never been knocked out. I've been the champ, Joe Frazier. Son, listen. Listen. He draws out like that. So that's why when Muhammad Ali, when Ali, that's Ali. That was Muhammad Ali. But there were times, I swear to God, when you watched that movie and you went, terrible. The impression is terrible. So, you know, and listen, subjective. You might think I'm, Aries, go fuck yourself. You know what you're talking about. Watch Ali footage in interviews. He's but, in and out. But you He's in and out. But you don't think that he portrayed, uh, uh, other than the voice, which I understand why that's important. Physically, he was it. And his, he was, uh, other than the, 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 the little nuances in the voice, you don't think that he really put Ali. That, but you, listen, but when you're doing an autobiography, there is no room for in and out. You talk about trying to do, and if you do it right, it's Oscar worthy yeah. work. Jamie Foxx won the Oscar for Ray. At no point in that movie did you not believe Jamie wasn't Ray. I mean, to the socks, nigga. That one scene with Kerry Washington, where she goes, you want me to call you a cab? I know where I'm going. 
two blocks up, make a left, bop, 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 I'll be at the hotel. Hello. I mean, he, he can't, hello. That's Ray, nigga. Yeah, he recorded a song that sounded. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. And that wasn't even. It, it was. I'll tell you who the performance is in the movie Ali. Ready? Jamie Foxx is Bundini Brown. Yeah, it was awesome. He's better than Will as Ali as Bundini Brown. That line where he go, Coke, no, champ, no, I got a problem with them white women and that cocaine. Now I can deal with that cocaine, but them white women, how you deal with it, boy? I mean, he captured Bundini. You know, I think Jamie's a better actor than Will. And again, I'm not saying Will's not a good actor. Will is solid. But Denzel is a different zip code. Denzel, Pacino, De Niro, Nicholson, Morgan. Denzel, I mean, Will can't sit at that lunch table. He sit close, but he ain't at that table. I'm sorry, man. Denzel has shown too much range from, from characters to emotions Will more than likely more more so plays the hero. He's the movies where shit gets blown up, guns are being shot. Those kinds of action movies, yes, you still need a star, a personality, a character. But come on, man, those are action movies. Explosions sell. Gunfire sells. That's why John Wicks is so great. You don't go see that for Keanu's acting. The stunts and the guns. Could you imagine Robert De Niro playing that part? Which part? The Keanu Reeves part. John Wick? Yeah. A young De Niro? Yeah. Yeah, but it still wouldn't work because I, he, I know. the actor, the actor I, I himself. It, it, right. You're right. Um, here's the one thing I will say about Denzel. And I don't, I don't say he couldn't do it because I think Denzel could do anything. It's just obviously choice. I wish Denzel would play more roles like Alonzo in Training Day. When you stop and think about it, his whole career, he's only played two bad guys. Uh, Alonzo and Frank Lucas. What's his comedian? What's his comic acting like? Denzel? Yeah. I don't know that it's great because he's never really done comedy. I only other saw than Carbon Copy. I, 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 that's what I think Will has over him. I think he has better timing as a comedic actor. Okay, I'll give him that. I'll definitely give him that. But dramas... Um, I would love to, here's a part I would love to see Denzel play because I like to see, and Denzel also has always played the good looking, sexy hero, but he's shown you he can play the opposite shit, but not enough. I remember when he did a training day, the very next year he did John Q and he was on Oprah and he said, John Q is my apology for training day. If training day didn't work. So if you didn't like him being that, I'm back to the lovable guy. I would have loved to have seen Denzel as Ike Turner and what's love got to do with it. Oh, that would have been really interesting. That scene where Angela Bassett goes behind the couch and you know, you don't see it, but you see it. And, and Lawrence Fishburne cocks his fist back and just one, two, three, just punches her behind the couch. I would love to see Denzel get that dirty. Just to see him, what does that look like? When he threw all the books off the shelf and basically raped her near the fish tank. I've never seen Denzel get that filthy. I'd love to see that sexy, pretty face get 
that nasty. Do you think it would change? Do you think it would change his acting uh, direction? Do you think that would ruin him though? Because he's very careful about. Yeah, the- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I don't. I think from a talent standpoint, from a pure, this is a bad motherfucker talent wise. Not at all. And at this point, when you're that deep in your career and your position is solidified, why do you care? Nigga, you ain't getting no younger. You're sexy as dim days gone. So fucking go for it. I would just love to see what he would have done with that. Because listen, when you're not an attractive nigga, you playing ugly is not a stretch. You doing acts of ugly ain't a stretch. You're already ugly, nigga. I'm not trying to say Lawrence Fishburne is ugly, but he ain't no Denzel. So to see Denzel have to make that face, bitch, three punches, the rape face. Like, so do you, th- <clears throat> do you think, though, that it would have been, ideally, if you were the casting director and you had the choice of casting those two actors, Lawrence Fishburne or Denzel. In that role? You think you'd be happier with you think you would have been happier with Denzel? Or do you think it would be a stretch for Denzel and that's why you'd like to see it? I don't think do anything it? would be a stretch for Denzel. I, won't, I would want to see it because I'd want to see that pretty motherfucker sell me with that face. Because I think Lawrence Fishburne killed that part. Though. He did. I'm not saying he didn't. Fucking bravo, nigga. He deserved the Oscar. But let me see that pretty sexy nigga get dirty. <laughs> with, that, with them acting skills? Denzel almost scares me. When he gets a little, what? When, like in, in, in Training Day and Frank Lucas, when he gets serious, it's intimidating. Because he's so handsome and sexy, you can't see it. You can't see the slap coming. But when it comes, he mean that shit. I love it. We got to go. All right. Uh, there it is. Um, love y'all. Aerie Spears 45 at Hotmail for all questions, concerns. Email me. Uh, Patreon, you, uh, face, f- FaceTime, Facebook, um, you know the shit, Instagram, all that. Hit me up. Uh, I got to go uh, rub some soap against my balls. Andy, I'm out. AndyComedy.com, all my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Got to go do a show. Can you feel it, baby?